And by we, the Lockdown Corner. We back. We're ready to make some noise in what was a very quiet week since our last show. But before we get into all that, please rate, subscribe, review, then unsubscribe, then resubscribe and rate and review. Tell your friends, tell your moms, tell anybody, anyone that cares about anything. Make sure they're listening to us because as we pointed out last week, boy, oh boy, did we get a lot of predictions right this offseason. So subscribe to us on Facebook, and you can follow us on Twitter at Corner Lockdown. Let's waste no more time. Let's get into the saucy nuggets of the week. News and notes from the league. Starting this morning, Cap'n Jay Hood of ESPN 1000 in Chicago. I was listening because obviously I'm a Cub fan, so I was listening to hear about how great the hot Cubs are doing. They had Rob Demosky on. Packer insider. He was not reporting, but they asked him because they want to know as Bears fans and people that cover the Bears, will Aaron Rodgers be back? Domovsky just was straight up, said no. And his reasoning was basically Rodgers is a very stubborn person. We all know this. So it would be really hard at this point to see Rodgers show up in August and be like, yep, we're all good. All is forgiven. I couldn't agree more so any last sliver of hope that I had any sort of optimism was shredded by Dubovsky this morning on ESPN 1000 Alec I mean this isn't a surprise is it no I mean it's not a surprise um I I disagree I could definitely see it go either way um but I did I think that Rogers will be back but you know with uh, with this new reporting, it definitely, you know, dings my hope a little bit more. And I'm probably at about 50-50. See, I'm a little bit more optimistic than other fans. Wow. Before that, I was probably at about 70-30 that he'd be back. Now I'm 50-50. Um, I do just want to bring up that, um, you know, you guys got to look at the bright side here. This last week during uh, during training camp, I got a good look at good old jk scott tossing the pigskin around and oh, uh boy yeah I, I i think we're in good hands either way you know mvp jk scott whoever's underneath the center we're gonna be doing well is jk scott still our punter i thought that whole thing was gonna die is he gonna get cut we'll see we'll see i mean they might keep him around just a qb but i mean yeah there's a good possibility that he that he won't make the team you can tell that it's june in a football season because we're talking jk scott dustin please save us yeah jk scott's horrible but anyways back to Aaron <laughs> rogers news <laughs> yeah i i think it's interesting i, I don't really know how it's going to play on it's really i mean obviously for how bland that take is right there for me it's just it's really up in the air I mean, I was optimistic, hoping he's going to come back and the Packers are going to work everything out. But now, you know, I, I don't I don't know if they can repair it. I really don't. As far as what I'm hearing is that he wants to leave and that's final. So unless something major happens, I think he's going to leave. So I think you're right on that. Well, we know Rodgers is stubborn. This isn't new news. He's been stubborn since I drafted him in 2005. He's always kind of had this edge to him. He's very California cool, whereas, you know, up here – we are very blue collar. Let's get our hands dirty. Let's get to work. That's just not who he is. He doesn't necessarily fit the city all that well. So it's not surprising at this point. 
And obviously when you're doing something for X amount of years, in this case, 16, 17, I'm sure he's probably just kind of tired of it. Brady got tired of New England. Dwayne Wade got tired of Miami in basketball. LeBron got tired of Cleveland. Like these things just seem to happen these days. But if Rodgers isn't here, there's a guy we all have to really be concerned about. And that would be number 10, J-Lo, Jordan Love, who apparently looked better in OTAs. The word that they used was comfortable, which I guess you want your quarterback to be comfortable. And obviously no one's going to know anything to the preseason. But Dustin, have you heard anything? Are you optimistic about love? Because for me personally, I'm all in. Let's do this. And who knows? Because if you really think about it, the Bears have their hope with Justin Fields right now. If Aaron Rodgers wasn't in the picture, and let's say Rodgers, Favre, none of it happened, let's play make-believe. If they draft Jordan Love last year, we're all really buzzing about this kid, right? Yeah, absolutely. I think, uh, I mean, obviously you guys, I've, you, I've told you guys, I've been on the bandwagon all along. I think this guy is going to be a really good player down the road, but from what I've been Patrick hearing. Holmes, I heard from someone. Yeah, like I said, in due time, you guys just want to jump on me about that, but here we are. <laughs> but no, I heard a lot of good things in this training camp so far. I heard he's getting people jumping off sides with his cadence. You know, I wonder where he learned that one from, but uh, no. Yeah, yeah, from definitely from far. Yes, through the trouble coverage a couple times, you know. <laughs> yeah, no, but he's. I think he'll do good. Obviously, Rogers was teaching him a little bit, so that's nice to see. And I don't know, but you know, let's see what the future lies with him. You know what I find out about the whole situation, and I, I've actually heard some good things about Love here too, and I'm, I'm I'm excited to see him play, especially in the preseason here. Hopefully, he doesn't have to be thrown right into the starting spot, um, but. Um, what I find interesting is that all five of our top five receivers uh, didn't didn't go to the OTAs. Now I understand that they're voluntary, but this is uh, definitely something a little bit concerning, right? I mean, that guys, the the top five. I mean, we're talking Devonte, who probably earned the right to skip, but then you're looking at Devin Funchess, MVS, Equinemius, St. Brown. Um, you know, they, they're all they're all absent here. Alan Lazard. And that just it kind of it doesn't sit well with me. What do you guys think about it that? Could, it could be this is our guy. You know, Rogers is our guy. So we're going to stupidly or an unstupidly, however you say it or are thinking of it. We're going to stand by our guy. We're going to do this gesture to show him, hey, this is our guy. OK, great. I understand that. Voluntary workouts. Plus, at this point, if I'm Devontae Adams, I'm not showing up without a new deal at this point, especially with all the stuff that's going on. Why would he show up in June, potentially get injured, and cost himself an extension? We've been talking about an Adams extension for how long now? So if I'm him, and actually as a fan, I don't know if we're going to see him. It would not shock me if there's holdout potential there. He would be. He's got the red flags for it. Not him as a person. He's a great human being. But he's got all the signs, unhappy quarterback. Okay, well, if you're not paying him, there's money out there. Give me the money. There's just little signs that make me think Devontae's going to hold out. As for the other guys, you know, 
I'm not overly concerned. I if I'm concerned for one guy, it's Funchess. Like that's a dude on the bubble. You gotta be there. You weren't there last year, so you're already starting behind the eight ball. So I would be concerned if I was Funchess. Those other guys, I'm not overly concerned about. But man, I, at this point, I don't even care if the receivers are there or not. The guys I want in camp right now and want to hear good things about are Jordan Love. Amari Rogers and Eric Stokes. Those are the only three guys I necessarily care about right now as it's June 3rd. Yeah, there's, there's, I mean, there's a lot to really say in training camp. I mean, training camp, obviously, these OTEs don't really mean a whole lot for a lot of players. Like you said, you know, you want to know about their first round picks, the most important guys. But I think you're right with Devin Funches. I think, you know, with have, not having him there and not having him in, there last year, that's saying something like we talked about before. I think Alex, you kind of said he was going to get cut. I, I think that's coming more the case now where you're not showing up and you're not there. And we got a bunch of dudes right before you. We have no idea what you can do. You might not make the team. You know, there's a limit. Obviously, how many players we can have. And if you're not willing to show us showing what you can do, sorry, but you're gone. And he hasn't been there. He, he has not been there. They signed him last summer. He's not showing up once. He opted out because of COVID. That's your prerogative. I get it. But now you got to fight for a spot. There are five dudes already there. Well, not there right now because they're all standing with Rogers, assuming, allegedly. We don't know. But for this guy, you ha- should have your butt in camp right now to say, hey, I'm here. Let's do this. Although you could make the argument he probably signed because he thought 12 was thrown in the football and not J-Law. Yeah, and, um, you know, I, I think that the same kind of stands for Equinemy St. Brown, though, too, you know, like. For sure. For, for him to, to be skipping the work. I mean, this guy needs all the help that he can get, you know. I mean, it, it does kind of pain me to see Funches doing this. I always thought that there was no funny business with Funches. Yeah, yeah, he said it. He said it. Now there's, they're starting to feel a little bit funny. I, I think the business is getting a little bit hysterical. So, you know, um, I'm hoping that they can pull it together and that uh, Devin will be back. Um, But, yeah, I mean, realistically, he might be sitting his way into a cut. I just want to note myself here that I want to edit in anytime someone does a funchess pun. I don't know if you guys watch Family Guy or not, but when Peter's in the theater watching a movie and he gets excited when they say the movie title, Oh, he said it! He said it! He said it! I'm going to start editing that in anytime this is made. I think it happened two or three times in the last two shows. And it's just, oh my gosh, pun humor. We should also do that for the lockdown corner. If anybody says, he's a real lockdown corner. He said it! He said it! Ooh, that's a good one. Okay, I'm making a note of that. But that brings us to the end of our news and notes segment. Not a whole lot going on. So we have a fun new game for you. And I stole this. I'm just going to own up to it. I stole this directly from Cap and Jay Hood's radio show, ESPN 1000 Chicago. We're basically doing the same thing, but we're doing it our way. So here we go, fellas. This is how it's going to work. I'm going to ask you a hypothetical question. Shot or no shot, short answer, and we'll just keep rolling through. I got five of them. Here we go. Number one topic on shot or no shot. Fellas, Julio Jones will be a New England Patriot in the 2021 season. Shot or no shot? 
I'm going to go no shot here. I, I really – I don't see them making the moves to get him this late in the game. I feel like they're probably already kind of expended what they could do with their cap flexibility. Um, as much as I would love to see that the NFL's greatest heel in Bill Belichick grab another superstar to just stack his team with, uh, I'm going to go no shot here. I don't think they, that they're going to make that kind of move. Not even to help his boy Mac Jones? No, no, I don't think that Mac boy needs it. <laughs> how, how dare you talk about Mackie boy like that? But I'm going to have to disagree with you there, Alec. I think there is a good shot of that happening. I really do. You know, we talk about cats base, but they could, you know, they could flex around so many structured deals and all the all sorts of stuff. And they have, they have a lot to offer too. They can offer them plenty to get, get Julio. So I guess it's kind of, obviously at the end of the day, it's up to Julio where he kind of probably wants to go, but I think it'd be a good fit. I mean, obviously I would hate to see Belichick with another star player, like you said, but I could really see it happening. I think there's a good shot that it does happen. I'm with you, Dustin. I think shot as well. This is just, that's the Patriot move. They got their young quarterback. Okay. We got Brady Moss in his prime. Now Mac Jones isn't in his prime, obviously, but he's got the talent to be decent right away. So let's go get him his Randy Moss and Julio Jones. That would not shock me at all. And they have the draft capital to do so. I read this afternoon that the Rams and Ravens both out. They decided they don't want to pay the price, which I don't know why the Rams were in the race. They don't have anything to give up anyway. They gave up all their capital for Jalen Ramsey. And yeah, the Ravens, they give a 2027 pick. Yeah, it, yeah. It, what's the point? And if they get Julio, those picks aren't going to be very high value anyway. So it makes no sense whatsoever. The Ravens, yeah, they probably could have used them. They got Rashad Bateman. If you don't want to pay the price, you got a young potential stud. We don't know what he'll be in the pros, but not too worried about that. All right, fellas, moving on. Number two topic, shot or no shot. Delvin Cook will lead the NFL in rushing this season, shot or no shot. The height of professionalism. <laughs> he just I'm gave a go. giant explanation and not one word of it was heard i'm gonna go <laughs> shot uh delvin delvin really reminds me and i mean it's kind of a cliche with him playing in the purple and gold but he really does remind me of old ap you know um you know he's not a frank gore type he's not going to get you three yards every time but he might get you 70 yards a couple times, you know? So um, I love Dalvin. I hope that he, you know, kind of takes the week off when he comes and plays in Green Bay, but I could see him getting 16, 1700 yards this season, especially with Kirk Cousins kind of continuing to regress and Minnesota just kind of being fine with that. Yeah, I totally agree with you there. I think you hit it on the head. I think he does remind me of old Adrian Peterson and just that, you know, a dynamic dude who can just kind of do it all. He's got the speed to beat you downfield. He's got the looseness to get out of the way. He's got the power to run through you. I mean, he's kind of got it all. He's got really good ball carry vision. So, yeah, I think you're right. I think I could easily see him, you know, getting plenty over the thousand yard mark and leading the league. And like you said, with Kirk Cousins regressing, you know, having to run the ball a lot more, he's going to get a lot of carries. Hopefully he can stay healthy. And, yeah, I can see it happening. Well, and let's be real. His only competition, unless someone comes out of nowhere, it would not shock me if all of a sudden someone like, I don't know, Clyde Edwards-Hilaire all of a sudden has a big season just randomly. That would not surprise me at all. There's always one rando. 
But really, today, as you're looking at it, his real only competition is probably Christian McCaffrey and Derrick Henry. I mean, you could throw guys like Kamara out there, but for the most part, those are the two that you would worry about in this situation. So I say shot Delvin Cook. In fact, I would lock that in right now. If I was a betting man and if betting was legal in Wisconsin, I would take a flyer on that because I do think that that is a real possibility. Moving on, number three. Fellas, we all know Julian Edelman and Tom Brady have a connection. Julian Edelman decided to hang it up, the often injured receiver. Shot or no shot, he comes back and signs with Tampa Bay. Shot or no shot? I'm going no shot here. I I, I took his retirement seriously. I, I don't think he's coming back. He's not pulling a Gronk here. I, I think that he's uh, – I think he's actually done for. His body's beating pretty up, and uh, I don't know. I just uh, I don't see it happening. Agree. Yeah, I'd have I'd have to agree on that one. I don't I don't see it happening. I mean, there's there's a tiny chance he could. I mean, obviously, it would take a lot of convincing with between Brady and Gronk. But I just yeah, I agree. I think he's just he played a long career. He had a really nice career. MVP of the Super Bowl. I mean, what more can you ask from a receiver that? Honestly, no one thought was making the NFL. Agreed. I don't think it happens. I think he's too often injured. I think at this point he's pretty conscious about his health. At least that's what it made it sound like. So, no shot. I do not see Julian Edelman signing in Tampa Bay. Would it shock me? No. But at this point, no shot. Rolling on. This might be the spiciest of all of these topics, and I am here for it. Gentlemen, will the Los Angeles Chargers take down Patrick Mahomes and take the AFC West title this year. Shot or no shot? Shot. I love me some yeah. Justin Herbert. This yeah. man, he's going to outperform Mahomes all year long. The Whoa. only thing Mahomes will have on him is he'll have less interceptions because Herbert's still trying to develop that good decision-making. But I have Justin Herbert thrown for 4,800 yards. Whoa. 47 touchdowns, seven, 17 interceptions, though. Eh. He's going to be a little heavy on the picks. But they're going to they're gonna win 14 games this year. They're going to win their Woo. division. Woo. Yep. Nailed it, Alec. I couldn't agree more. I, I, guess, I, I, I didn't I – didn't, I was going to do this for my takeoff. This was going to be – that was going to be exactly my takeoff. And I'm like, you know, I feel like it's going to come up. So I'm going to hold on to that in my back pocket. And sure enough, it came up. But, no, I completely agree. I think the Chargers have such a dynamic team, especially, I mean, honestly, like if the Chargers, I don't know if the Chargers are in the discussion for Julio, but if they would land Julio, I mean, it's over. They got so many weapons, so much dynamic team, good chemistry, good coach. I mean, it's over. Yeah, they they got a good team. I am stunned. I did not think I was going to get two shots for that. And actually, we're going to make it a clean sweep because I definitely think there's a shot. I think their defense is a little better than Kansas City's. I think they can get pressure up front better than Kansas City. Offenses, if Herbert plays like he did last year, and he'll probably get better, if anything, their offenses are comparable. Probably not quite as good as Kansas City, but pretty darn close. Wow, I'm surprised. That's three shots. All right. Hey, Alex, quick question for you. A little bit off topic, but still in the sports realm. Uh, Speaking of a clean sweep, How'd you feel about the Bucks just mopping up those heat? Uh, what, what did you think of that? Yeah, I figured this was going to come up today at some point. Um, I'm not going to lie to you. Game one, 
The Middleton shot hurt, but I'm like, all right, we get it was close. Milwaukee, I thought was going to be better than they were last year. Obviously, just by losing Bledsoe, they probably would have been better. Hey man, he had some nice layups the year before. You didn't see those. Yeah, the quote unquote bled show. (laughs) (laughs) I I genuinely was like, okay, I think they can at least hang. Then game two happens. I'm like, oh no, this is over. You can't let Bryn Forbes score 24 on you and hit like eight threes in a row. If Bryn Forbes is killing you, it's over. Giannis, I think, had like 10 points in that game. They didn't have a shot. Bam was terrible. Jimmy was terrible. Tyler Hero barely played. Granted, he's been kind of on on and off all year. So my heat take is they're going to burn the boats. I'm pretty sure they're blowing that team up. Riley did not sound happy in his press conference today. So, yes, I'll take it. Lockdown Nation, give me all the shit you want. I deserve it. After I ended the last podcast chanting, let's go heat, let's do it for the culture. Turns out, culture didn't show up. Even Udonis Haslam threw a chair, and it did absolutely nothing. So, (laughs) that's where I'm going to leave that. There's always next year. And also, I'm... Side note, and we'll get back to football in just a second. I'm really rooting for the Lakers to lose so badly just because I hear all this heat were bubble frauds. I don't think they were total frauds. I think they were just hot like the Packers of 2010. I just think they got hot. They probably weren't the best team that just got really hot. So now I'm rooting for the Lakers to lose against Phoenix because then I can say, oh, Lakers bubble frauds. So anyway, (laughs) we'll get back to football. All right, last one, guys. Shot or no shot. And we talked about this already. Aaron Rodgers stays in Green Bay, shot or no shot? There's a shot, guys. I mean, I, I, you guys are really closing the book on A-Rodge. I, I really think that Mr. Rodgers' neighborhood is going to be right in Green Bay. And I, uh, I'm a big fan of, you know, the idea of him and the floor working it out here. Uh, I think that, you know, the speech that he made um, – was that on ESPN where he was talking about the 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 team being about the people that make yes. it run, With not about the man. Yeah, right, right. I think that that kind of solidified that he really loves his teammates. Number one, he really loves the fans. Number two, he really loves his coaches. Number three, the only problem is the upper management and. I think that three out of four is a pretty good, pretty good deal there. I mean, if he goes elsewhere, is he going to love his teammates as much? Probably not. Is he going to love his coaches as much? Maybe. But the fans and the and the management, I, I don't know. I, I feel like I feel like he's going to fight the bullet and, and just continue and at least play one more year with us. Yeah. I, I, you know, I agree. I just to be optimistic about it. I, I'd say there's a good, there's a shot. Um, yeah, I think there's going to have to be a lot done for him to stay, especially like you said, in the upper management, but he clearly likes it here. He wants to stay here. It's just going to come down to if the upper management get to work with him and kind of, you know, live up to his demands, which at this point, he owes nothing to the city. He owes nothing to the team anymore. And I think they need to realize that, that we got to start, you know, living on his terms a little bit. I'm going the opposite way. I'm saying no shot. And here's why. I agree with Domovsky that he's pretty stubborn. Again, I've pointed this out several times and I keep repeating myself, but there's a good chance he's going to dig in further, especially if the Packers dare him. 
So I'll put it this way. If you have a job that you like, it, I'm, I mean, you could be an ice cream salesman. You could be, a, let's, let's make that the job. You are an ice cream man driving through the neighborhood in sunny Green Bay, Wisconsin. You may like the people you work with. You may like everything about the job. But if your boss is just awful, you can't stand the relationship, even if it's just rocky, what are the chances you're going to be like, I'm going to keep selling ice cream for this guy when I can go over here and do it at, with someone I can get along with. I don't have this rocky relationship with already. We could start fresh, start new. Chances are you would take the new job. So I really am leaning towards Rogers is done. What, like I said, any shred of hope I had, I think is gone after today. Cause Demonsky wouldn't put that out there if he didn't know something. He's pretty plugged in. That had to come from somewhere. And maybe that's just Rogers' camp saying, keep pushing the narrative, keep pushing the narrative. That's very possible, but I'm saying no shot. I think at this point, it's kind of at the end of the road. And truthfully, if this is how it's going to go down, I'm okay with that because Love's getting all the important reps right now. He might not be ready this year, but if we remember Aaron Rodgers' first year, they went 6-10, and 10, and they almost lost that last game to the 0-16 Lions. Like, it's not going to be pretty. We did our season predictions records-wise last year, or last week, not last year. And we all said 12 and 5, 12 and 5, 11 and 6. Those were our three. If it's Jordan Love, those records are probably going to be flipped to 5 and 12, 5 and 12, and 6 and 11. That's just the reality of the situation. And I think Packer fans need to brace for it's either going to be a Super Bowl contention season or we're going to be in the top 10 picks next year. I don't think there's going to be a happy medium. But that was Shot or No Shot, a segment that we directly stole. And by we, I mean me. So thank you, Cap and Jay Hood from ESPN Chicago 1000 for that as we are starved for content on June 3rd. All right, fellas, it's time. The brand new sensation that's sweeping the nation. Extra, extra, read all about it. It's time for this week's takeoff, you see. He had the craziest look in his eyes. And at one point he said, let's get it on. That, 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 that is blasphemous. Because this guy is a has been. <laughs> Are you out of your mind? Uh, let's get ready to rumble. Are you ready for a showdown? Because it's time for the takeoff. You're joking me? We're going to be spicy, no? All right, takeoff. Dustin, let's start with you. What is the hottest of all hot takes that you have for us today? Okay, let's see. I don't know how you guys are going to feel about this one. I mean, again, you know, I spit out what I thought was super spicy, and you guys just shut it down. I mean, that went from the moon down to the ground in 0.5 seconds. Because we're still, I think, I think this one will be a shock for you guys, though. I think it will. In my opinion, I think the Jacksonville Jaguars will at least be wild card contenders this next season. Wow. So you're putting all your eggs in the Trevor Lawrence basket, even though two episodes ago you said Trevor Lawrence is not all of that. No, I don't think it's just Trevor Lawrence, so that's going to win them the team. I think it's Urban Meyer. I really do like Urban Meyer. I really do. I mean, you look back, I mean, Christ, he had freaking five criminals in the Florida team and somehow kept them together. If he can do that, I'm sure he can put together the scrambled Jacksonville Jaguars go even decency. 
Well, he's All right, so, in the name of Tim Tebow. Exactly. <laughs> well, I was just going to say, you know, the, the, two, the two cornerstone pieces of that Florida team were Tebow and Meyer, right? Men of God holding the team together. And, uh, yeah, I mean, I think that that's real spicy dust, and I'll give that a four. Um, I'm definitely leaving it because, uh, I mean, for obvious reasons. <laughs> look at oh, look Derek. at Jacksonville's roster. They got Tim Tebow starting at their tight end one at this point. You know, I'm I'm not I'm not buying into the Jags, but I'll give you a four. They're a team of saints, Alec. How dare you? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, Trevor Lawrence looks like one of the apostles, so I guess there's that. But I'm going to give you a four too. I am going to leave it because as much as I hate that trash division that is the AFC South, I just think that Tennessee is there. Indianapolis is there. Those are two really good teams, so I'm going to leave it. But, hey, what about, what about the Texans? They're there too. <laughs> well, their quarterback might be in jail, so that's kind of an issue. Allegedly. Allegedly. But their quarterback might be in jail, so I'm not going to put any stock in Houston, and even if he was playing they're probably still going to be hot flaming doo-doo fire so alec your hot take this week my hot take this week i'm not sure how you guys are going to react to this one honestly um uh, my take is that in his new offense with his new weapons his new coach that matthew stafford is going to be in the top five for yards the top five for touchdowns, and he's going to be under 12 interceptions for the year. I think that put it, taking a good quarterback, because that's what he – I mean, he is talented. He does have heart, and he is tough. You're taking that good quarterback out of possibly the worst franchise in the entire NFL, putting him into a franchise that, yeah, I mean, it's not like the Rams are the best-run organization, but they're not bad. And you're giving them Robert Woods. You're giving them Cooper Cup. Um, giving them Sean McVay. Uh, I I see him doing really well this year. What, what do you guys think of I that? Mean, is that hot love or that. is that mayonnaise? I love that. Anyone Detroit has ever had, they either made them quit early or they turned them into just garbage. Love it. Stafford, I'll even go one further. I would not be surprised if Matt Stafford's a top five MVP getter. How about that? Absolutely, man. Absolutely. Dustin, what do you think, bud? Yeah, I was just waiting for Alex to give you a review. That's what I was waiting for, oh, but he didn't do it. Yeah. I'm giving you the old Brett Favre, the old number four. Oh boy. Okay. Uh yeah, no, actually I I take it. That's I, I see it. You know, Matthew Safford's always been that guy who had every talent in the world to be able to do it. But obviously, like you said, Alex, he's in the Lions, you know, foundation where they pretty much just treat people like trash and Awful. At the end of the day, once yeah, once the game's done, they pretty much just live in the dumpster, and they're like, "Yeah, here's your health for the day." They're just they they treat their players awful. But I think I think you're right. I think he's going to be a stud in the Rams' offense. I think McVay's going to work with them and create everything he needs. I definitely see it. I'm I'm going to give you a four. Oh, well, that means you two are tied. So this will be interesting. Let's see if I can blow y'all out of the water. My hottest take of the week. Not only will Justin Fields win Offensive Rookie of the Year, 
I believe, and this is a, obviously you guys know where I stand now with Rogers, so maybe it's not that hot. Fields wins rookie of the year. Bears win the North. That's a five. I mean, <laughs> it's a five, and it's not. It's not even close. I'll, I'll leave that. I think that uh, even if Fields played well, that the Vikings have a better overall offense, and it's very rare that a rookie quarterback will step in and be able to lead a team to twelve wins. And I think that that's Herbert what would have. Huh? Herbert should have. I'm not yeah. sure what their record was, but Herbert's the closest thing. I think Fields is not quite as good as Herbert, but I think he's just as – I mean, it'll be close. Yeah, no, I'm leaving that. I'll give you a five on hot, though. That that <laughs> one's very spicy, yeah? <laughs> yeah, that's, that's, that's ghost pepper right there. That is extremely spicy. That is the spiciest steak, definitely. I mean, I'm not going to lie. You guys know how I feel about Fields. I don't like him at all. So I think he's going to be doo-doo pretty much. I I leave it, but again, I'll give you a five. I'll give you a perfect score because that is just hot. Well, then no drum roll needed. As we said, I needed a five, at least one five, to at least be competitive with you guys. I take home my second belt in our third takeoff. Y'all better do some work. Also, just to note... The Chargers were actually an under 500 team last year. They were seven and nine. So I might sound crazy. I'm going to stick by it. I'm going to stand by it because I do think those two games against the Packers will be a little easier for them if Love is the quarterback versus Rodgers. But I still, I, for some reason, really believe in Justin Fields. I don't really know why. I just have this gut feeling. But we are running out of time on today's show. So let's get to everyone's favorite segment. We know what you're here for. Random Packer of the Week. I want to go first. I'm really excited about mine. I'm just waiting to see your faces in the Zoom. My Random Packer of the Week is outside linebacker from the glorious mid-2000s. His name is Niall Diggs. I miss Diggs, man. Diggs (laughs) is good, man. He 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 had moments. Yeah, yeah, that, that's a great random packer of the week, by the way. Great job. To, it was between man, him and Dante Davenport. Yeah, yeah <laughs> you brought it, man. I like that. Um, my random packer of the day was my first favorite packer player. That's Bubba Franks. Wow. Oh, <laughs> wow. Enjoy. <laughs> It had nothing to do with his athletic ability and 100% due to his name, Bubba Franks. The joy. I know this is an audio medium, so the people at home, let me just paint a picture of all of our faces lighting up with pure prepubescent joy when we heard the name Bubba Franks. It's just straight magic. What what a name, Bubba Franks. My random back player of the week. A good old oldie, I think. I think he was Super Bowl champion. I can't remember for sure, but Atari Bigby. He was on that team, I think. I think he was. I think he was one of the ones that was on the injured list or the IR. Yeah. That was the year they had like 20 guys, but I'm pretty sure he's got a ring. 2005 to 2010, so I think so. Wow. Big B. Big B was like. Cam Chancellor before Cam Chancellor. I mean, Big B could lay some lumber. 
Yes, he could. That's about all he could do, though. I don't remember him <laughs> with any big picks or any plays in coverage, but he'd stick yeah. you real good. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Let's be honest. None of the Packer safeties ever got picks besides Nick Collins back oh. in the day. Everyone else was just pure garbage. Let's be honest. Yeah. Not to sidetrack. My God, how good would Nick Collins have been on those mid-2010 teams? Oh. It would just be a perfect fit. So good. Oh, there's two guys in sports that I wish were still on my teams. And, yes, they're going to be my team, so I apologize to everybody. Chris Bosh on the Miami Heat today. Oh, my God. It hurts my feelings that his career ended to blood clots. Actually, Jermichael Finley, too. If Jermichael Finley, speaking of injuries, would have stayed healthy, he would have been a perfect fit. Although, who knows, maybe we don't get the rise of Big Bob Tanyan. But Finley would have been an absolute monster in this day and age. Now I'm getting sad. I'm going to end the show. we got to keep it positive. <laughs> we got to keep it light. I'm sad. Anyway, any comments on Jermichael Finley, fellas, before we wrap this up? Uh, I, I liked when he did the head fin thing. When, when he's like, uh, I'm like, oh my god, is that a yard? It could be a, yeah. a two-yard out route, and he just walked out of bounds, and he'd go up the sideline with a stupid fin on his head. <laughs> oh, god. Do, we, do we know why he did that again? I don't remember why he did that. I remember fin. that. Though. Fin, like Finley. Fin? Oh, that's that's yeah. why he did it. Like a shark. Yeah. Now I feel really stupid for asking the question. <laughs> Thanks for ruining my thanks for ruining my intelligence for the night, Alex. We are all good teammates here and we all love each other. If you couldn't tell just listening to the audio, we're all very supportive. Uh, yes, that was heavy sarcasm. We actually all hate each other. Anywho, that'll wrap it up for this week's edition of the Lockdown Corner. Thank you for listening, making us a part of your day. Please rate, subscribe, review, spread the word, tell your friends, your aunts, your uncles, your cousins, the guy down the street. Make sure they know where to find us. You can follow us on Facebook and on Twitter at Corner Lockdown. For Dustin and Alec, I am Alex Brault. And as always, we say goodbye. But we also say, go Pack Go.